0: Welcome, everybody. This is, of course, the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. You are in the right place, the right time, and we are thankful that you are joining us. Doug Berry here, along with Father Richard Heilman and our guest tonight, good friend, long time, long-time friend, Terry Barber. Terry Barber and I go back, ooh, 25, almost 28 years, maybe, Terry. It's been a <laughs> long time, quite a long time. You had more hair. No, you've never had hair since I've known you, so it's not... No, that's not it. Okay. Anyway, we're going to start... <laughs> Everything off with prayer, Father. I turn this over
1: to you, sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. And we're adding tonight the Memorari. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, our Mother. To, do, to, to thee do we cry, but before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word Incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer us. Amen. In the, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Turn to Our Lady, of course. Yeah.
0: So we brought Terry on tonight. Everybody sees the title there. Very direct. Fear is useless. This is in scripture. What is needed is trust and. And we added the and because we really want to break that down, what that means. Because it's one thing to say, I trust God. But it's another thing to say, I trust God. And I'm going to be his instrument, his vehicle in this world to engage in the ways that he calls me to, to help others not succumb to the fear. So we're going to address a lot of what's happening in the world tonight. We see it all over the place. Whether it's political stuff, and we got to be careful, obviously, because we got to stay on on this YouTube channel is what we're trying to do here, and the other forms, the other platforms, are for the podcast. We want to get out to as many people as possible. Terry's perfect at this because he has been in the thick of this fight for like 780 years, I think, uh, at least at the, from the time of Napoleon, uh, maybe Genghis Khan. Even you've been around a long time. You've been in <laughs> you've been in the battle a long time, and you're living out there in California. Um, and you, you've you got your own unique situation out there. Now, before, before we bring in, Terry, I, I want to just lay this out. I saw um, a gentleman recently, Gerald Salente. Gerald Salente is – I'm going to pull this up real quick here. I want to make sure everybody knows who he is. He is an American trend forecaster, publisher of the Trends Journal, business consultant, and author. He makes predictions about global financial markets and other important events. He follows what's going on in the world and he pays attention and he helps people understand kind of the direction things are going, primarily in business, politics, you know, and so forth. Um, okay, he's speaking out more now. And he was on a show with another podcast with, with another financial guru named um, Robert Kiyosaki. And they're talking about the times that we're living in and could the government collapse things? Could the economy collapse? Could the world economy collapse? All these different things about real estate and all these different aspects of things. And so they put the question to Gerald Salente, Robert Kiyosaki did, and just point blank asked him, how do you see things right now? Do you think that we're in trouble? And this is what he said. He got very worked up. He's a very intense guy and he's very direct. And he says, are we in trouble? He says, I'm driving down the street. I think it was New York City and it's pouring rain. And there's a man standing on the sidewalk under an umbrella, pouring rain. He's alone and he's got a mask on. He says, of course, we're in trouble. And what he was pointing out was even the way people look at these things, how they think about what's happening, the fear that is overwhelming them is driving so many people to so many different, different areas of desperation and so many different areas of, of curling up in the fetal position. We're seeing it across the board. And he speaks more about this in the podcast, but I wanted to you know, start off with that and kind of draw this point out. We all have seen these examples Unfold before us. Now, there's a different climate here in Texas than, say, our friend Terry has out in California. I know, Terry, things are different for you. The mask mandates, which honestly do not have any, technically, they don't have any legal um, weight behind them. Governors can't make laws. So these mandates, and I know there's experts out there who've talked about this yes, there's pressure. Yes, they try to enforce them in these different ways. And, and so we have to be very careful when we see these things unfolding before us, what we give into fear-wise or not. But Terry, give us kind of a lay of the of the field that you see where you are in California about what's happening, how things are unfolding, um, and kind of take a little bit off of what Gerald Salente said regarding, yeah, we could really blow this if we're not careful, if we keep giving into these areas of fear. Your thoughts on this?
2: Well, I'll be brief. I'll try to be brief, Doug, because I see... What he said absolutely is being true. I see it in California. I mean, the average house in California is $800,000. Um, okay. Pay for that three bedroom thousand square foot house, 800,000. Now it's, it's, it's out of control. Now, uh, wait a minute. I'm sorry
0: to interrupt. What kind of lot is this house sitting on? Is oh, it like kind of sitting on 10 acres or what are we sitting on?
2: No, no it's a, uh, it's a 60 wide lot by 110 feet deep. Whoa,
0: 800 grand for 800 this? 800
2: grand for that in California. Now, uh. Who's paying for it? I don't know. But the point I'm saying is, uh, we see people on the streets with tents. We go down the road. You're uh, there's. Uh, I mean, I can't even describe uh, what I've seen in Los Angeles, uh, the second largest city in America, where uh, it's ungodly what's happening. It's satanic. I, I, I can just. I can just say that people are doing things that you would think were being done in Sodom and Gomorrah, publicly. OK, I mean, I don't need to say more than that. I think you got my message. It's horrible. But they are good people here in California living the faith, sharing the gospel. And uh, it kind of reminds me of the early the first 300 years of Christianity. You know, when pagan, the, when paganism was a lot round. How did people evangelize those people by the love they shared with their brothers and sisters? And we're to do the same thing. People are hurting. They're scared. They have fear. And we have trust because of our relationship with Jesus Christ and His Bride, the Church, and we share that with people, and people actually are responding in a very positive way with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. when I when I Good. I love the the name of the t- uh, the sh- show tonight because uh, it, you know it, I'm seeing it all around us. I know you guys are too. Yeah, that everybody is just afraid. and yeah. you know, that guy with the with the umbrella you talked about, Doug. Yeah, I, I mean it just. It, People are don't want to be accosted. They don't want to be virtual sig- signaled. They don't want to be, you know, uh, beat up if they don't toe the line. And 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 so a, a lot of people are just you know, out of fear, they're just complying. They're just it's easier to comply. It's easier. I was just talking with someone uh, that they were they were saying, you know, yeah, you know, if the, the signs up front and you know I got to go in the store and everybody's doing it, then I'll just do it. And uh, and I get that, but. Uh, you know, and that's just one way I think that they're getting people to comply. But um, you know, the the fear that's going on right now, and 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 when I see the word fear too, it's something that I have been preaching on a lot. What what, what are we afraid of right now? We're afraid of demons. We're afraid of the devil. Uh, we're, we're, the devil is on the warpath. It's, it's it's I'm I'm one of those. I I think our viewers are the same way. They were. We've just never ever seen anything close to this, what we're, we're experiencing right now. Just the onslaught of of so much uh, that, that that's come our way in the last, especially the last year and a half uh, is unprecedented uh, in any other time. At least in the sense that uh, it has such an easy access to us now uh, through the internet, through television, through the media, all, all those all those ways and now it's in, you know, universities, public schools, it's, it's everywhere, but, but it's just coming at us so fast. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is, is families being just destroyed, uh, because, um, somebody is just staying home. That's what I've been saying lately is that we're called far right extremists and, you know, fanaticals and, uh, you know, it's insurrectionists or whatever. Uh, we're, we're made out to be these crazy people when all we're doing is staying home, we're just, we're just doing what our mom and dad did, our grandparents did, and, and uh, generations before us. And that is love the Lord, not fear Satan, but fear the Lord, fear to uh, I love you so much that I'm afraid of offending you, uh, and, and live a life uh, for God, and in his will, and in his word, and, and for that, for that. We're, we're counted as extreme. And I'll just end with this, too. And I'll take, I'd love your guys' take on this, is that um, I happen to be at a gathering with my brother priest, And I think all of us are trying to figure this out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, b- because um, in a certain sense, we get afraid of speaking the truth because the backlash is so severe. I mean, we are talking about before the show started, I got some kind of mole following me, maybe more. But, uh, you know, I, I just got thrown off Facebook again for sharing an historical quote. That's it. Um, but uh, but they don't like what we're saying. They don't like that we're staying home. We've got to get with those who are progressing and those who are evolved. And because we're not, you know, we're the enemy right now. Is that something you guys are seeing right now too? Yeah. yeah. I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would agree
0: with that 100%. Uh, And, you know, we're finding the division within the families, the division at workplace, the division. One of the most egregious examples of this, I think, is when you find the frontline workers of this virus that a year ago were considered all of our heroes, our nurses and doctors. And now if they don't want to take this experimental injection... They're, they're ostracized. They're, they're being fired. I mean, the, the, the yeah. gravity of the problem, it's gotten to a point now where it was reported. And I, I, you know, Terry, maybe you heard about this. Sure. I think this was in California. I don't yeah. know for sure where, um, there's a landlord who is, um, you know, it might be Florida. In fact, I, I think it's Florida. It yes, yeah. Florida. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Um, he's getting ready to, um, evict people yep. who aren't, who won't take this experimental gene therapy. Right. Wow. Wow. This it just, if you're not, If you're not taking this, he's going to kick you out of your rental property. All right. And it's being celebrated by many on the left. These same people who were at one point saying they wanted the freedom of people to not be able to be evicted and so forth. Um, so you've got those types of things happening, uh, but but you're right. It's they're, they're creating this. There's this segregation. There's this class warfare. There's
1: this we're the enemy. If, but he feels you, he feels empowered and emboldened, licensed to do that. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Right because there's no Thin yeah. blue line uh, signed in my front yard, and a year ago I would have my house burned down for having that on. But yeah, you know, I, I, you know what I'm saying. I mean, just the the license for evil to just do what it wants to to, to just be this uh tyrant of evil and 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 stoke fear into people right right terry what do you yeah here's my thought guys
2: i'd like to give a quote from fulton sheen and then before i do the fulton sheen quote because it ties into this fear issue this was 65 years ago in america so it was 1956 and then i want you both are on the hot seat tell me who said this if a political party does not have its foundation in the determination to advance a cause that is right and that is moral, then it is not a political party. It is merely a conspiracy to seize power. Who said that, Doug Barry?
0: Uh, hold on. Can I have the Jeopardy theme music in the background, please, mm-hmm. for me? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, that would be, can mm-hmm. I buy a valor or call a lifeline or uh, one yeah. of those
2: things? I, well, I, I'll tell you what. I, don't, I, I honestly don't, don't know. Father, do you know? Because I was shocked when I looked was this the up. Was it a machine? No, it was Dwight D. Eisenhower, the President of the United States. And are you aware that he's the only one that was a president of the United States during his term that was baptized a Christian. Did you guys know that? No. Oh, during I his term. i to share that nugget with you. Now let's get to the best one Fulton Sheen. He says The greatest and shortcoming of an apostle is fear because it inspires doubt in the power of the master. It cramps the heart, it strangles the voice. The only thing we should be afraid of is treason, the betrayal of Jesus Christ for a few silver coins. He says, a disciple who abandons the master no longer professes faith in him. They encourage the executioners of our Lord. Anyone who remains silent before his enemies emboldens them. Father just used that word a minute ago. An apostle's fear is the primary ally of the enemy's cause. If it sounds like I'm using military language, you know what, Doug? Father, I am. It's military language. The trial of Jesus Christ is still going on. Christ is being tried in the person of his brothers. Only their names and faces, the dates and places, their births has changed. The methods change, but the trial of Christ goes on. All those who cause pain and suffering to their brothers and sisters are fighting against what Christ died for on the cross. Do I need to go on? I won't, but here's the point. Why do I apply this to to our situation? We have to speak up, but you know how we speak up? With our Catholic faith, with truth because it's what is going to set us free. I'm done.
1: Well, it's, okay. it's, thanks everybody oh, hey, for Doug. joining us tonight. Yeah. Terry's done.
2: <laughs> I try to be funny too, Doug. You know that. Take your yeah. waitress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I I it's so true, but you can just see what's going on around us. So yes. Let's take priests, for instance. There you go. You know, they they want to speak the truth or a lot of them do, yeah. but they don't. Why? Well, look what's happening. The persecuted okay. priest, the canceled priests. what's going on right now if they dare speak the truth um a lot of them are getting called into the bishop's office and said simmer down because why you're you're divisive they say you're divisive well you know i was thinking about this just this morning uh, that uh, jesus said realize this that they hated me before they hated you you know exactly and so you're you're not going to make everybody happy and there just seems to be this this uh I don't know the, the, this 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 spirit, I guess, in, in the church right now, where we can't speak the truth, because snowflakes will get triggered, mm. and and that's a bad thing. And see, you're evil if you dare, you know, trigger any snowflakes. Yeah. Because we might be able to save one or two of those, if if we remain silent. And and here we here we are, you know. Uh, I I keep pointing to the last election. I think it was close to fifty percent of Catholics you know, voted for um, a, a pro-abortion agenda. Horrible. Yeah, and, and because nobody's telling them. I had someone tell me, I, a priest told me uh, not, not too long ago, he says, you know what I finally did? Mm. I finally said the word abortion.
2: Oh, my god.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I kind told of myself, I said, uh, to myself, I said, you mean you haven't been? You know, <laughs> but you know, because he knew... That the, that he would be violently attacked, sure. that the parish the parish would be torn apart, and that's where that's the spirit that's going on right now. I keep saying that the way in which uh, the demonic is is manifesting itself, especially in the last eighteen months, is rage and division. Those are the two two ways, and those practically identify the devil himself. But but the way people are just attacking and assaulting and yeah. you know i've been uh, appealing to my my parish family i said you know listen you're going to be provoked to to want to, want to just lash back but I, I, always remember this though you're you're not called to win the argument you're called to win the soul okay? amen and and so you know sometimes yes you you have to use right, righteous anger to to help a, another person know the seriousness of, of matter but don't be about just, you know, wanting to, you know, kick dust in their face and walk off into the sunset. Um, you got to get that person into the Lord's arms. You got to get them back home. And uh, so it's not always rage that is the first go-to uh, option for all of us. It's uh, it's sometimes it's and I, I said this. You, it, sometimes it's just love them. I yes. mean, obnoxiously so. Love them. You know, be joyful. Uh, be patient with them.
2: Yeah. Oh. Father, can I jump in and tell you what yeah. you just said, loving them in my book, how to share your faith with anyone. I say people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Right. That's a powerful statement. Exactly. I learned, And it really does work. And father, you you talk about priests. But uh, if I can give a little plug too, I, I have a, a virgin most powerful radio. We started three years ago because I got bumped off another. Uh, network of Catholic radio stations. Me too. Yeah, I know. We're all the— So Jess and I decided to start Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We've got Bishop Strickland on every week, and uh, we've got Barbara McWiggin. We've got lots of people who are pro-life, that are hardcore, that don't compromise. So people go to vmpr.org. They can find out about it. But I thought of what you were saying. What crossed my mind was a statement by Bishop Robert Barron. He said this, because I think it is very appropriate. Now, I didn't say it. I just happened to agree with him, Doug and Father. He said, it is a sign of a corrupt church that stops thinking deeply about the truths of Christianity. A church that is against being precise about its teaching is a corrupt church. Now, I didn't say it, Father, but I believe that this is what's happening. We're more concerned about, hey, did you get vaccinated? Put your mask on. Hey, You know, oh, uh, the Ten Commandments, I thought they were ten suggestions. Wait a minute. Uh, my point to you is Bishop Barron is saying that we need to go back to the fundamentals. Yes. Doug, your thoughts?
0: Well, I'm going to throw something along that line with you. I got this up on my on the monitor here. Um, hey. This is public. It's Catholic News Agency. I'm not gossiping about this, Bishop. Oh. <laughs> He's made it public. It's, but, uh, the, it's uh, let me see, uh, Patterson Bishop, Bishop Kevin Sweeney of Patterson in New Jersey wrote to the clerics of his diocese, strongly encouraging them to get injected. Yeah. Um, he said, no medical exemptions, uh, non-medical exemptions will be minimal and there may be discussion of whether non-vaccinated priests, quote, can remain in active ministry, unquote. Wow. Now that kind of pressure, um, I would love to see that intensity from a bishop to say to his priest, I want you to make sure confessions are available a lot more i want you to preach on the reality of hell i want you to preach on the reality of abortion of uh, i'm not taking exemptions on you saying you're afraid to because you're afraid it's going to upset people yeah. you know i don't want the exemptions for that and you know what and i'm not trying to put the man down i understand our human weaknesses i've been we all we all know we've been in confession for the same sin over and over and over we yeah. all know we're weak yeah. but my point is when it comes to leadership and you're talking about you know, loving obnoxiously and so forth, let's love obnoxiously the soul and get the soul in the box, which Amen. is an old, old song I used to have about confession. Soul Amen. in the box. Yep. Come on, baby, what you waiting for? Get your soul in the box. We had a t-shirt said Radix on the front and had soul, get your soul in the box on the back and it glowed in the dark ink. I really owned great.
2: it. I yeah, bought you, it. Had,
0: you had that, I think, Terry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but the point I'm getting at is you've got that type of thing coming, and you've also got this was just at the day we record this reported on Breitbart, and I know Father, you heard this earlier that the okay. Vatican is closing its doors to those without a quote unquote green pass starting right. October first. Yeah.
2: We talked about that on the radio show today. Also, yeah, I, to too- I knew
0: you would, Terry, which is why we wanted to have you on this episode oh. because we have got these types of things hitting us in the face left yeah. and right, uppercuts, right cross. Yeah. Going to body, you know, body blows. We got all this coming at us. We're punch drunk. We're punch drunk. Yeah. You know? And so when we say fear is useless, what is needed is trust. And what we mean by the and is we have got to allow God to work through us. And then we have got to engage We've got to be praying our rosary, getting to the sacraments. We've got to be growing together with other groups of people to get together in prayer. We've got to, but then we've also got to stand up where we need to for our God-given freedoms. Amen, brother. And we've got to make sure that we're doing it as peacefully as possible. But remember the quote of Saint Augustine. I think, Father, you just posted it on your, on one of your Facebook pages there, uh, that you know that hope has two beautiful daughters. One is is uh, is anger that things are the way they are and courage to make sure they don't stay that way that you do something about right. it. So it's not just trusting, that's the key, but there has to be, as Saint, uh, uh, Jose Maria Escribas said, deep prayer first and then heroic action yep. needs to follow. Now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tweaking his quote, but that's what he said, prayer first and yeah. then action, but the action is critical as well. So we've got to trust, but we've got to engage. And when we see this stuff like Bishop, uh, the Bishop of New Jersey, or the Vatican closing the doors. I mean, Terry, what are your thoughts on what we do? I mean, the prayer, the sacraments, yes, but on a practical level, Catholics are scratching their head thinking, what in the world do I do
2: when bishops are saying this and the Pope is doing this? I mean, where do you think that leaves us, Terry? Well, that's a big question, Doug, but I want to mention one thing before that. Uh, when you fall down, which we all fall, I only have one question. Did you get up? We're all mm-hmm. going to fall on this. Right. And we're going to have yeah. to get up. So the question is, uh, what do we do? Well, what do we do is we live holy lives. And, and, and we live holy lives by being the presence of Christ in a culture that acts like God doesn't exist. Right. That's what we do. And, and with joy. So, for example, my wife, who uh, is on Virgin Most Powerful, she's got a master's in biblical study. She teaches a Bible study. She goes to buy some groceries. She's at the checkout stand. And she tells this person at the checkout stand who has a little cross that you were made in the image of God. And God is delighted with you. And she starts crying at the checkout stand because she's so moved by that, saying that she needed to hear that. But you see, people need to hear the gospel. Don't be quiet about it. Speak up because, you know, somebody might not like it. Oh, well, you know, but we have to swing the bat for Jesus. That's my point, Doug.
0: Okay, so wait a minute. So now I'm feeling bad because I was at the grocery store a couple days ago, Mm -hmm. and I saw someone with a kind of a, it was a pagan symbol. And I I looked at him and I said, you're a heathen. You need to clean (laughs) up your life or you're going to hell. Was that not the right way to approach it? You really
2: want it? Yeah, joking. You want me to really tell you what I say to people
0: like that? (laughs) Okay. Everybody listen. I did not do that. Okay. I did not do that. that.
2: But I, I was on a plane where a woman told me she was a witch coming back from Wichita, a family conference. And she said that she, um, she basically told me that she does whatever she wants to do when she wants to do it because she's her own God. Okay. Well, and so yeah. I said, well, can you, can you perform for me? And I said, can you, um, can you make a planet by just snapping your finger and saying there's dirt? Can you do it without getting the dirt? I'd like to see you do that. Now she's not. she's like, cut it out. And I said, well, come on, let's be honest, sweetie. You're no God. You were, you know, so anyhow, we, my point to you is I challenge those people with questions. I ask questions yeah. that they can't answer, but the point of it is, Doug, your point is how do we handle all this? We have to handle it with joy in our heart. People yes. have to look at Father and say, "You know what that difference about that priest is? He's he loves what he's doing. He's preaching Christ and Him crucified." You know what I like about Doug Barry? The dude is joyful about pre about sharing the gospel because they're not going to want to hear it from a sour That's all. No, exactly. Your thoughts, Father?
1: Well, I was just I was thinking while you said that is that uh, we have, we're together with our priests uh, for three days. We annual presbyteral Great. Assembly, Excellent. and it was just good seeing everyone. And how you doing? Was you know, as everybody says that to everybody. Yeah. And and uh the temptation is to go, well, oh, geez, look around at the world, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I keep going, living the dream, baby. Oh, that's <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? What are you <laughs> <Isn't>, doing, Father? <laughs> isn't there all this evil in the world? I said, well, yeah, but you know, you gotta, you, you gotta do your best to be that light. You gotta, you gotta find um, God and everything and trust. That's the big thing. The the trust thing is, that's a great word. Uh, Jesus, I trust in you, but it just, I believe help me with my unbelief, you know, yeah. help me with, with any part of that, that that's not working, but I believe, and I believe, and that's why too, I, I keep telling people I'm hopeful. I always, I always use the, the expression that I'm naively hopeful, like a little kid, Yeah. but, uh, I, I am hopeful. And, and I do think that evil is going to see its day, right? Man. It's going to meet its demise. Yeah. Uh, I just hope it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm a little impatient here, God, you know. Uh, can you hurry things up a little bit? But but we're actually seeing a ramping up of uh, exposures and, and a lot right. going on. We're actually in the middle of a, of a nine-day novena. Yes. In fact, when this airs, I think it's the day before, it's the eighth day, of the 90 Novena, we're calling on Our Lady of Sorrows and also using the um, awesome. Sacred Heart Novena prayer, which Padre Pio loves so much because mm-hmm. we're going up to the feast day of Padre Pio on the 23rd. Awesome. Uh, but anyway, uh, but what are we asking? Uh, Father Ripperger said that Our Lady of Sorrows is especially powerful. First of all, she's very powerful. He he use, uh he calls upon her all the time. Uh, anyways, um, but especially in two areas. One is that uh, it reveals secrets. Our Lady uh, is uh, empowered to to intercede and, and reveal secrets. And then mm-hmm. the other is for conversion of family members, uh, especially by blocking demons. And when I read that about what Father Rippiger said, I said, "We're doing this." And oh, I happened to read it like the day before, you know, the our, the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, which happened to be nine days from the Feast of F- Padre Pio. But but the point I'm trying to make in all this is that, um, is that I think we are hitting a time right now where the devil has been enraged, emboldened, licensed to do what he's doing, but he's been overreaching. And we're, we're getting a really good look at him right now. And, and what's going to happen is there's going to be a revival. And I, I I'm banking on this, that there's going to be a, 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 a people pouring into their Christian faith again uh, through all this. And I, I just, that's my biggest prayer is that there's a, there's a huge revival in the land.
0: I'd like. Oh, can I, 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 I want to bring I... something
1: up if I could and get both you you guys
0: take on this? Um, the first reading on Sundays uh, in, in, in Mass yesterday for Sunday. Well, we're we're recording on Monday, so this would have been September nineteenth. And the Packers
1: um, are playing while we're recording right now. Yeah, oh, they are. And and Father nice. is a
0: is a Packer so, fan.
1: So shut up and let's get going here. Oh, you
2: really? You think? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. Sorry. <laughs> well,
0: we should check the score, shouldn't we? Right now, see where we are with the score. <laughs> 77. Oh, Detroit's up 14 to 7. Yeah. Ah, Okay. okay. (sighs) All right. Uh, Wisdom 212. Trust, trust,
1: trust. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Trust and Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, don't throw interception. Okay. Wisdom 212, Father, especially your take and Terry, you, because, you know, we're talking about the joy. We're talking about fear is useless, but we're also talking about the trust and we need to engage. But we also know that as you mentioned earlier, Father Jesus says they hated me; they're going to hate you too. Right at one point, he says, "If they do this to the head of the church, what would they do? To, what would they do to the body of the church?" I mean, we're right. going to experience this. Um, they put him on the cross, and no one can say that he didn't have the perfect approach. He was the perfect catechist. He was the perfect storyteller is, I should say, not was, but he knows how to reach any and all hearts. And yet if the heart is hardened and rejects, right. then we know the persecution can come and it can be pretty serious. Obviously the cross yep. tells us this. So wisdom 212, let us lie in wait for the righteous man, because he is an obnoxious to us and opposes our actions. He reproaches us for sins against the law and accuses us of sins against our training. Okay. Everybody in any family gathering, who's ever run into this. You know, okay. You're accusing someone. Hey, your actions are not appropriate. They're wrong. They're dangerous. Okay. And I love you. And their response can be, or any of us, if we stray is going to be, you're obnoxious to me. Shut up, back off. Don't try to change the way I I live. This is me. It's it's moral relativism, blah, 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 and so forth. A lot of people are struggling with that right now. And then when you see the church leaders doing things like, again, the, the, the you got to have a passport now in the Vatican starting October 1st, and, and this bishop says this, and, and we're hearing preaching. I was at a mass recently. I'm not going to say where it was. In the first seven to eight minutes, I'm not exaggerating, we're about the need to put a face diaper on. Uh and make sure that we're distancing. And now we're not telling you to get the injection, but we're telling you that it's a good thing. And here's what the Pope says about it. I mean, it was, it was so over the top where everybody's sitting there going, well, we can tell what you're trying to tell us to do. Okay. What do we do in a case like that? And that's one example, let alone, as you mentioned, father, where you've got priests out there who, you know, a priest who's excited somewhat because he's finally used the word abortion. Right. Okay, we're we're not we're, I mean our, our things are so upside down. So again, we've addressed this, we know this fear is useless what is needed is trust and gentlemen, what are your thoughts regarding when the people listening or watching are are saying, "Yeah, but I can be as joyful as possible, they still think I'm obnoxious and as wisdom 2:12 states, they're lying in wait for me and they're ready to pounce on me." This is a Jeremiah 20 Verse 7, you duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. Moment. Everywhere I go, I'm the object of derision. Everybody's waiting for me to make a mistake so they can pounce on me.
1: Yes. So,
0: no matter how joyful we are, we know that's coming, and it does come, and we've all experienced it and still do sometimes regularly. Yeah. Okay. What do you two gentlemen believe? is a good response to encourage our listeners and watch and uh, those watching right now because we've got to get out of that fetal position. We've got to be ready for this. We've got to know it's going to come and we've got to be strong enough to take it somehow. But gentlemen, your thoughts.
2: Father, you go first and I'll go after you.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, while I was listening to you, Doug, I thought about something that came to me on the Feast of uh, Our Lady of Sorrows last week. And I wholeheartedly agree with you that, I was talking about it earlier where this, this demonic spirit of rage and division is, is just in the air right now. And we're getting that. And even from family members and people that are close to us, we're getting that because the automatic response is that. And so I thought right away and you kind of alluded to it, but, I, but I'm going to quote the full scripture passage here. It's um, <clears throat> but I, uh, Matthew five forty three to 47. It's a, uh, but I say unto you, love your enemies Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So pray for our persecutors, all right? So, um, so if, you, if you love those who love you, what reward is, is, is there in that? I, but I'm especially, and again, with, with it being the uh, Feast of Arlie de Sorrows and the whole thing about the, uh, the conversion of family members and that, I was I received you know just a encouragement, uh, a strengthening of the belief that I have a, a lot of ministries in my priesthood. Y- y'all a- a lay people have them too. I mean, you wake up in the morning and you you realize that you're gonna have a lot of ministries today. but uh, but the first and primary ministry, okay, is your family. We yeah. want be the, we want to be in heaven with our family, right? Now that doesn't mean it's the only uh, or it gets you know ninety percent of our attention or anything like that. But it means it's the first move we make Mm -hmm. so i got the inspiration on the feast of our lady of sorrows that i'm going to make a room in my house a prayer room Uh, i'm and i'm calling it that too because i uh, i could use the term private chapel but that would mean that it's a priest thing and not an everybody thing so it's a prayer room but i am going i'm collecting pictures of every one of my my brothers and sisters my siblings and their kids and their grandkids and cousins and I am going to make eight by 10 photos and I'm going to wallpaper the wall with these eight by 10s. I'm going to get frames too. And you can buy them by the two dozen nowadays. But anyways, I'm going to plaster. And then behind me, okay, in that room is going to be mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, my brother, Joey, who passed away, uh, aunts and uncles, those who are in probably purgatory or in heaven, uh, but those who can pray with me for my family members and uh, I, I already asked them. I sent an email to all my brothers and sisters. I said, help me collect these pictures because I want to put them up. And I, I told them, I, I want to pray blessing into their lives. But I also, I want to get them out of the grasp of the devil. Okay. And I'm not saying they're demonic or anything like that, but I'm just saying the world is so strong right now. It's, I mean, every family that's listened to us, I know can identify with this, that the the way that the world has indoctrinated and pulled people into the normalization of evil and and this is okay and that's okay and so what if i'm standing there and a, and a grown man walks into a, li- a little girl's bathroom behind her you know we got to just accept it i mean and and we're sitting here going in sh- we're in shock um, but what's happening is they're in the grasp of the devil we got to get them in the arms of god and so that's i'm uh, that's just something i'm throwing out i'm i'm not telling anybody to do that but i'm doing that i'm gonna, and and I'll end with this too. Um, when we were growing up, the room with the TV and the couch and the pillows <laughs> on the floor and everything, well, that was called the family room. Yeah. Well, this is going to be called the family room too. Okay. I love it. Yeah. It's good. But, I've, but, I've, but what am I saying is that, you know, what you can't, you can't sit and argue with them. So I'm just going to pray for them. Right?
2: Amen. I, amen. You know, My response to that, Father and Doug, to one story and then a quote from a saint. Uh, to, the story is I have a friend, his name is Father Zachariah Boutros. He's a Coptic priest who we've interviewed many times on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And he tells me a story when he was 14 years old, living in Egypt. A lot of persecution. They didn't like, you know, the Christians because there were a lot of uh, Muslims who were really hardcore Muslims to a a terrorist aspect. And his brother was a priest. And one day, a terrorist came up to his priest while he was present and said, you need to deny Jesus Christ or we're going to cut your head off. Well, his brother said, well, I believe in Jesus Christ. And so they slit his throat and his Bible, his brother's, the Bible of his brother, who was a priest fell onto the ground. He's 14 years old. He picks the Bible up and then the terrorist said, you want to be next in line? And at age 14, he says, you can't send me anywhere that God isn't. He said that at age 14, he became a priest. And now he's bringing, he's responsible for millions of converts of Muslims to Christianity. So there's the fruit of his sacrifice of his brother. So I say this, earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Thomas More said that. And then what you just said about redemptive suffering, and I'll end it with this. There's so much suffering in the world, which can be transformed into streams of grace. If we were accepted and offered in union with the sufferings of our blessed Lord. Check this out, people. Hospitals could become spiritual atomic power plants in drawing divine graces into the world. If all Catholics could work with this great talent properly, mm. the evil one would soon be defeated and the world would be converted and countless poor souls would be released from purgatory. I'm quoting Sheen when he says, every action is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. So when these sufferings come and they reject you because of Christ, unite that with the sufferings of Christ.
0: Amen. Awesome. I'd like to add this too. And and I know based on what you both said too, so the audience doesn't misunderstand. Yeah. Father, when you started off with the quote about praying for your enemies and so forth, that doesn't in any way, does it um, mean that we don't need to act appropriately? Oh yeah. Stand up for our rights and our dignity. Right. Like school board meetings when they're trying to tre- teach critical race theory, or they're trying to push transgender. We need to step into these arenas and yeah, these market, these, these these marketplace squares of the world, yep. and be Christ light. But Christ light sometimes can be pretty intense, which means we have to stand like a John the Baptist, the greatest man ever born of woman, right. who cries out you know, show proof of your repentance. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. So I just want to make sure people don't think that, well, we just pray and, and curl up and wait at home. Right. I mean, obviously the root of it is prayer. Forgiveness. Yeah. God's got this. Yeah. So we don't need to act upon anything. And I think it, it's, it's the, the order of it, if I'm not mistaken, you both saying is that we have to have this, this, this relationship with God first with prayer, but then there has to be some sort of, response. Like I pray for my wife. I pray for my kids, my grandkids, but then when first thing in the morning, my, my morning offering or my, my auxiliary person, whatever it is, but then throughout the day, if my kids call on me and need me, whether it's a flat tire or dad needs help get an emergency room recently, one of my sons had a problem, medical problem with his eye. You know, and he, Dad, you know, can you help me get to the emergency room? I said, Yeah, absolutely. I left the house right away, went and picked him up, drove in the emergency room, you know? I mean, you, and, you know, and he's, he's, uh, he's 20, almost 21 years old, but still needed something from the family, and you respond. So it's not just, well, son, no, I'm going to pray for you. Um, good luck, you know? And, and if
2: I just might add this about sins of omission, because those are, uh, Pope Leo the Third, excuse me, Pope Felix the Third in like 475 AD. Said See,
0: I knew you'd been around like 800 years. You ah, <laughs> don't even
2: know Pope Felix. Not everybody knows about Pope Felix. Come on. Well, Pope <laughs> Felix basically said that when you have an opportunity to do something good for the faith and you don't do it, it's mm. a sin of omission. Yeah. And so I just think that that we have to remember. I know sometimes there's times when you can't speak right away on something. But most of us forget that we have been given that gift of faith. And yep. we need to be that light in the world of darkness.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I, earlier I talked about we needed a revival. Yeah. And we've been actually trying to to uh, stoke that revival for the last five years. Good. And I want to give a shout out because we're getting, we call it Rosary Coast to Coast. Good. So we don't necessarily have to all get in the same place, but we can pray at the same time. Absolutely. So we're, we're doing it. We've been doing it the Sunday closest to. Our Lady of Victory or Our Lady of Rosary. So this year, it's October 10th. Awesome. And everybody go to RosaryCoastToCoast.com and and sign up. Uh, a gr- I tell people a group can be two people or two or more gathered. <laughs> but uh, sign up your group there. It's really easy to do. And then your little balloon pin shows up on the map. And <laughs> we'll see about all these people all across the nation. And right at um, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to play the gro- Glorious Mysteries together. Awesome. I think it's going to be led by Bishop Coffee. Is is that right, uh, Doug? It's a pro-life. I, so. yeah, yeah, I, I think so. He's uh, he's the auxiliary yeah. bishop for the archdiocese of the military. Yep, he's going to be with us. Sister Dee is going to be with us. Awesome. Uh, yes, uh, Father Stephen Emberrado. Oh, Father uh, Chris Solar, um, and uh, who am I missing there? Oh yeah, Doug Berry. Oh man. yeah, yeah.
2: Just, <laughs> that's cute.
1: I'm going to be in the audience.
2: Can can Um, I just throw something? You're
1: you're going to be be speaking too, Father. Come on. This
2: is so good. I just want to throw something about what Fulton Sheen said. It kind of fits again. I know we're getting close to the end, but he says that it is characteristic of any decaying civilization that the great masses of people are unaware of the tragedy. Right. Thus, right now, humanity is in a crisis, generally insensitive to the gravity of the times in which we live. Men do not want to believe. Their own times are wicked partly check this out he hits it because they have no standard outside of themselves by which to measure their times if there's no fixed concept of justice how shall men know if it's violated only those who live by faith really know what is happening in the world the great masses without faith are unconscious of the destructive processes going on because they lost the vision of the heights for which yep. they have fallen. Amen. Yeah, that's a
0: great quote. I know Father Highland, you've posted that on your on your on your Facebook page before you were in jail, you know, <laughs> yeah, some time ago. Yeah. yeah. But that's but isn't that see that's what's so frustrating to me right now, guys, is when we see, you know, like a, a you know, the bishops or the or the priests who are, and I, I I'm not judging them because I don't know where they're coming from on all this. I mean, obviously we don't have the right to do that to judge, no. but but their choices to say certain things, write certain letters, encourage certain things, to be focusing and emphasizing on this. I don't want to hear at the beginning of the homily seven, eight minutes on, you know, cover your face and make sure this this injection would be a good thing. You know, we're not trying to tell you to, but you know, I want to hear, hey, everybody, things are crazy in the world. We've got, before this all hit and churches were locked down, we had only about 20 to 21% of Catholics going to mass faithfully. We've got problems with cohabitation, abortion, uh, uh, we've got we've got uh birth control I being used. It. Addic- adultery, we've got addiction to pornography, drugs, domestic violence, all these problems. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to encourage you to get in the confessional. And we're going to have healing service We're going to have healing priests. We're going to do all these things that we know. We're going to have adoration, you know, Father, like what you're doing at your parish every Thursday for the last umpteen weeks. And we're going to be praying the rosary. And I'm going to encourage everybody to pray it in your family why these things aren't being said, because it goes back to what you just quoted, Terry, yeah. from the heights of of what we can see based on faith. And when we lose all that, we end up at this low place. So now everybody's thinking, or a lot of people are out of fear. Yeah, we do need to distance and we need to inject and we need to this rather than put trust in God and then take the natural steps. How about this? How about we start working on our health? How about we take care of those basic things that God gave us, like improve your health, improve your immune, all these types of things. And yet that information is silenced, shut down, that's, that's the, you know delineated or deleted, I should say. This is the sort of thing that's so maddening and frustrating in these times is it's that there's an effort even within some of our church leaders, not judging, not naming names, but it's pretty apparent to lower our view, Terry, as you said in that quote from Fulton Sheen, you know, when we don't have that view, that high view of faith, yeah. Then all these other things can make us more afraid. And based on our title tonight, you know, fear is useless. What is needed is trust. And let's get that vision back. Yeah. That Fulton Sheen's talking about so we can understand how far we've fallen. And then things like this, this injection issue and this virus issue, all this sort of thing that just is ramping up fear in us and causing us to even turn more in on ourselves and create a greater division that's going on here. You know, Father, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, as, as you were talking, I was thinking, um, first of all, I want to say this before I forget, is when I was talking about auxiliary Bishop uh, Joseph uh, um, Coffey right. leading us from the nation's capital. Okay, we're going yeah. to be on the grounds, and please, if everybody can join us, that's going to be uh, on uh, October 10th and um we're actually bishop Coffee's going to lead a eucharistic procession through the awesome. streets of washington dc awesome and lead us to lead us to the spot where we're going to be is right near the reflecting pool uh so it's, it's going to be awesome and i'm bringing a bunch of relics the saints i'm bringing uh the, the, the D-Day relic of the true cross i'm bringing this statue that five people witnessed weep uh at one point so there you go our lady of sorrows it's a fatima statue but it wept but um yeah so um exactly right, doug. I mean, we're living in a time right now where um we're, we're, we're only given one choice, and that's to be afraid and i I always said early on that uh it was almost just that that evil was coming so fast and furious that it was like a bombing raid, and wow. we dove for our for cover in, in, <laughs> Good in enough. The, yeah and but now is the time for all of us to get out.
2: Amen. We, we've oh, got, to get, we got to what? get up
1: and get out, and there's going to be ways in which God's going to mission us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we start with prayer. We get ignited in grace. We get to confession. Amen. You know, during the whole COVID time when we were shut down, mm-hmm. I let everybody know that I, my confession, my my 24/7 confessional in the uh, front foyer of my house was open, that's and right. I I couldn't even go to the bathroom. They're coming <laughs> so fast. You know, well, but but, uh, but but everybody knew we we need to be in a state of grace, mm-hmm. and in that in that state of grace, that's when God. Um, that's where we're more um in tune to what god wants us to do because we got to do right trust and dot 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 we've got to do we, we, we've just there, there's so much we've got to rise up collectively and uh and stand and, and push back with the collective light uh of all of, of all these souls against this darkness that's uh that's been so emboldened over this time
2: Amen to that, Father. And I just want to mention also October 2nd, we're going to have a conference out here in California. Nice. To get it online. Uh, we're going to be talking about Our Lady in the month of October, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of America, and, and Our Lady of Good Success. Matt nice. Arnold and myself will be doing that, and they can get that online by going to vmpr.org, which is virginmostpowerfulradio.org. And one last thought about Fulton Sheen. I have I went to Fulton Sheen's funeral 40 some years ago. Did you really? Yes, I did, Father. I was little
1: in your mother's arms, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. That's funny. I'm 64 <laughs> now, but the bottom line is I promoted his life is worth living from records from 1965. It's his convert course. And if people want to get that, I just suggest them they can make a donation, okay? If you if you can't afford it, it's free. It's a $100 set and I'll give it to you for free if people call 877 877- five two six two one five one if you want to make a donation fine but this to me will build people up in their faith because they need to have strong faith in times that we're living in. Terry, what is that number again? Can you say it again eight, slower eight seven seven five two six two one five one and you tell them that you okay. heard Terry on Doug and Father's show Nice. Hey, I want my Fulton Sheen life is worth living mp3 disc and they'll get it.
0: All right, I have to I have to I, that's awesome and we've had the number on the screen and for the audio we just wanted to say that slower again for the audio um, listeners out there of the podcast. Um, I need to I need to to recommend a conference as well. Ahead, uh, let's Father, hear Father you were invited to this conference I think but but it wh- how, wait, how did that go
2: again? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's a special
0: guest. Yeah, you would have been a special, and you would have you. I would you would have you and I would have spoken together. I would have gotten we would have gotten up there together and done a talk together. It's the Faith Freedom America Conference like
1: this, Doug. I watching you talk.
2: Funny, Father.
0: This is Faith, Freedom, America. Father Altman's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Raymond D'Souza is going to be there. Michael Voris and Jesse Romero is going to be at this one. Partner, That's great. Yeah, your partner, Terry. And,
1: and I honestly do have a schedule conflict. Otherwise, do, I would yeah. be like this in the front row. Uh, yeah.
0: You would not have. You would have been on the stage with me. We would have been doing it together. But it's Faith, Faith Freedom, America, October 2nd, up in um, Houston, Minnesota. You see the flyer here. Oh, no, we're banner. doing
1: Pro-Life Wisconsin. I'm the uh, chaplain for that. Yeah, We're gathering at the Wisconsin State Capitol that awesome. same day. Awesome. And, yeah, a huge See, what, number, and we're going to process.
0: And what this should say to people out there watching and listening right now is, look, there are events happening. There are people who are not laying down on this battlefield and walking away. <laughs> right. We are trying on all these different levels. Terry's out there in California doing it. Uh, father's up there in Wisconsin. I'll be in Minnesota. We're all, by the grace of God, working with many <laughs> other people, trying to keep swinging away on this battlefield. And we've all got to do that. Deep prayer. Don't burn out. I know, Father, you mentioned we were talking earlier today as we we're getting ready for this. And we thought Terry would be a great guest to address, as he has been, from what he's been doing, you know, evangelization work for like 1,900 years, um, back to almost the time of, of uh, St. Paul. And uh, But you were talking about the concern of people who are burning out. Can you address your thoughts and your fears about, I mean, fear is one thing. But there's the burnout, too, of, you know what, I, I may not be afraid, but I'm just tired. I'm just exhausted. There's so much happening. Every day, another shoe drops, like, like the report of the Vatican and now the green card passport thingy with the Vatican. Every day, something seems to happen. You know, the, Biden gives another speech. <laughs> incoherent as it may be, it, it, it always attacks in some way. Father, your concern, and then, Terry, can you address well, it's understand- the burnout it's un-
1: fear? Yeah, it's understandable. I mean, because, like we said, we were punched drunk. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is that I think a lot of people have been doing a lot of things, and, and and they've been tuning in and trying to understand the real truth, and they've been doing a lot of stuff. And, and I, I just – I don't know what everybody else has experienced, but I'm just seeing a lot of people that are just like, oh, this is a little overwhelming right now. I think we're hitting a point. But I also said this is, is – We've got to get strong. We've, we've got, and even if it means you know, start doing things physically. I just called my weight um, lifting buddy uh, uh, yesterday, and I said, "Let's get at it again." But, the, but the point is, is that we've we've got to stick with this. The devil waits us out every time. It, it's called let the new cycle pass, and it happens every time, where we get all excited and this and that and the other thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the the, the we just lose our gas and we, and we give up. So, um, so i would just encourage everybody, uh, you know, st- stick with it as best you can, uh, get some rest, uh, you know, try to get that good rest time, but, um, but you know, let, let's, let's stick with this.
2: My thought father, and I'll just be real brief. I believe that our Eucharistic Savior's presence is what gives me my energy. Amen, a brother. Of, a lot of people yep. think I'm on drugs for 42 years but it's really spending time before our eucharistic king that i get powered Amen. now on the natural level i exercise every day i i I walk several miles a day up in the hills uh and then the other thing that's very powerful with eucharistic adoration yes being there but also your prayers just asking christ for the grace to be faithful and asking jesus christ for more faith every day will build your faith if you're not asking jesus christ for more faith every day yeah, then you're going to fail. I'm just and let yourself oh, yeah.
1: yeah, and let yourself get intimate with those prayers, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely, formal prayers, yes, amen. We got to do them, but but uh, those informal prayers, talk with them all day, you know, uh, and just be really uh, intimate with yeah. them.
2: And I will yeah. leave on, the, on living in the presence of God, yeah, it's one of the big things that I'm a big promoter. I wrote a whole chapter in my book, and St. Thomas Aquinas says that there are five things that you get. It preserves us from sin, living in the presence of God. It increases our faith. It strengthens our hope. It perfects our love. And I added one that St. Thomas didn't put in. It brings us closer to our guardian angel. God bless you nice. guys. I just really? I get so excited with guys that are on fire for the faith. And I want to thank you publicly right now, that uh, you've asked me to come on to share the gospel because I can't think of better guys than both of you who are doing that work, and I, to be a, a, a link in the chain with you, I'm honored by it. I just want you to know that.
0: No, well, appreciate that, Terry. So um, I, I'd like to add one thing too to Terry again with you, and I know Father, you and I were very much you know on of the same mind. The exercise is a key part. Oh yeah, get your body in shape. Start continue continue to work on it. No matter where you all are, continue to work on it. It affects you mentally, spiritually, the whole nine yards. Try to get good rest. If you're going to put money into anything, as the saying goes, a good mattress and good shoes. Because <laughs> the mattress is where you recover when you sleep, and the shoes you're you're on all day long, Amen. your feet. And, you you know, try to invest things. that This isn't going to make you soft. Well, it can if you're lazy, but you can get lazy, you know, with or without good shoes and a good mattress. The point I'm sure. getting at is rest where you can, like you mentioned too, Father, I think. Right. Um, get the exercise. Eat right, our Battle Ready Coalition membership training, we do this all the time. We say, take ah. care of the temple of the Holy Spirit, maintain right. the temple. That's okay? right. But say, I want to say this too. Father, your, your, your point about the new cycle passing, it's kind of like a castle being laid siege to by the, by the demons. They're just waiting to starve us out and so forth. Yep. The daily rosary, and for myself, it's morning offering. A daily, it's the daily auxilium, Christianorum battle warfare, spiritual warfare prayers. It's whatever your devotions are. Keep doing them, keep doing them, keep doing them, no matter how frustrating things get. As the next shoe drops, and a new shoe will probably drop even tomorrow or the next day, a new variant to a new speech to a new mandate to and uh, now they're talking about Terry. You probably heard this because I know you're into some real estate type stuff as well. No. I'm not as well. I'm not, but I know you have been. Where now the banks are having to report anybody with six hundred dollars or more. The IRS wants them to report. You have six hundred or more in your account, yeah. they want to keep tabs of everything <laughs> we're doing. Okay, so these shoes are dropping, but you yeah. know what? Every day it's my rosary. Amen. Every day it's my auxiliary prayers. God. Every day it's my morning offering and my evening prayers. It's God is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. Please so the new cycle passes, as you're saying there, Father. Only we means. have got to keep striving step by step by step with the truth of the prayer, the sacraments, and then Amen, from there. Brother. God will take us where he wants us, and he's going to put us great. in those areas of the battlefield that we need to be in to fight the fight. But people, don't lose hope.
1: Amen. Don't lose the discipline Amen. of the daily engagement with prayer.
2: Sign brother. me up, brother.
1: Strengthen that mortification <laughs> muscle. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Talk uh, about uh, the mortification muscle, Father. You mentioned that earlier today on the phone. Brother. I thought it was great. Well, I just coined that term a while ago, but it's so true. I mean, you got you to get strong in uh, fasting and denying yourself and working at your exercise and and all this stuff. But what happens then is you're pushing against your desire to want to sleep and you know and and do the easy way and 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 all your attachments too. Uh, so you, you, the more you do all this stuff, the stronger you are. The easier it becomes. It's like you know somebody lifting weights. All of a sudden that that barbell comes up easy at yeah. one yeah. point because you're 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 strengthening that muscle, <clears throat> it's the same with mortification that's that's what it does for us is that we can take on much more of what God wants to uh send yeah. us to uh if 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 we're strong with that mortification muscle
0: mortification muscle right there on the I screen love it. People, I can see that it, mortification muscle
1: right. I love it I love well it. Uh, that's a great way for us to end right guys yeah
2: thanks Carter. This has been awesome, Terry.
1: Yeah, thank you, Terry. Can we, can we have you on every time? I mean, it just. Oh, no, uh, no,
2: we have three. The three of us, I have to say this, guys. It's like Jesse Romero. I'm on with every day with Jesse, and we're two you know, evangelicals, Catholics, yes. and PhDs in common sense. We just share the gospel, and it's just like with you guys. You guys are peas in the pod, man. We're, we're very similar. You know why? Because we love Jesus Christ and we won't compromise.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Trust and dot, dot, dot. Let's yeah. start with the prayer. And Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Amen. Thank All right. You Thanks, guys. Terry. Take Thanks, Doug.